Section 2 of A Brief Account of the Baha'i Movement. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. A Brief Account of the Baha'i Movement by Ethel Jenner Rosenberg. Section 2 at the end of january nineteen o one it was my great privilege to visit abdul baha abbas who was then living in haifa note some three months after my visit abdul baha was again confined within the walls of akka by order of the ottoman government and remained there for another seven years till the year 1908 saw liberty given to all religious prisoners under Turkish rule, End note. and superintending the construction of a building upon Mount Carmel, commonly spoken of as the Tomb of the Bob, which is also probably destined to be the resting place of the body of Baha'u'llah as well as, eventually, that of Abdul Baha. It will also be a house of praise and meeting place for the friends from all parts of the world. One of the distinct features of this movement is the acceptance of the great world teachers or prophets as manifestations of the one divine light the one holy spirit of god they are therefore one in essence though their teachings may differ in detail owing to the various conditions and needs of the peoples and nations to whom they are sent all through the ages these leaders have appeared in the great cycles of the world's sorrow and difficulty there have been such in the past there will be such in the future of this order was the bob who as we have seen before his martyrdom prophesied that another and a greater would come he whom god would manifest this prophecy was fulfilled in the person of baha'u'llah the splendor of god after whom his followers were named baha'is the word baha the divine glory is the word used in chapter sixty verses one and nineteen and chapter forty verse five of isaiah which is translated in the english bible the glory of the lord note according to the baha'i teaching this divine glory is as a light in every one which glory must be made to shine this is the same as the teaching of christ End note. Baha'u'llah, before he departed this life, declared in his turn 
that the work would be developed and carried on by his eldest son abdul baha whose name means the servant of god to the outside world he has been generally known as abbas effendi abdul baha who until september nineteen o eight was retained a prisoner under the turkish government at akka thus completes this marvellous triad of prophets in order to realize the position occupied in this teaching by the prophet it is necessary to distinguish him from a philosopher or other great type of teacher he is essentially one who arises in a crisis of the world's history to inaugurate a new cycle of truth and to declare a revelation he is charged with a special message to the age the baha'is believe a prophet to be a perfect vehicle for the manifestation of the light of the holy spirit that light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world types of the greatest of these world prophets are moses buddha and jesus the christ it has been shown us again and again that what is most striking in the teachings of these great ones is not so much that they announced new ideas but that they in themselves gathered up into one clear whole the various rays of the sun of truth which is ever illuminating the world that just as a lens or burning glass gathers together the rays of sunlight into one powerful beam so they must become a focus an effulgent centre for the scattered light of truth for truth itself is ever one and the same essence of reality though partially and differently apprehended according to the various capacities and developments of human beings the prophets declare again the source of the one religion under their influence a renewal takes place this teaching is founded on that underlying fact of all existence the unity of god it is a pure and ardent universalism concentrating all faiths on what is known in the west as the doctrine of the logos the same power that anointed jesus of nazareth anointed in their degree and for their age and work all the prophets who have spoken the word of the lord the baha'is point to four signs by which the great prophets may be known in the first place they come in the time of the world's great need often in direct fulfillment of prophecy secondly they are known by their pure and stainless lives 
absolutely devoted to the service of humanity. Thirdly, in their mouth God has put his living word, a word of such power that its quality is felt at once and arrests the attention of the most careless. It is the utterance of the thought of God. Fourthly, the prophet is known by his power, a power to so transform the minds and souls of those who seek his help, that it is acknowledged without recourse to proof by miracles. The age in which a prophet lives on earth is an age of enormous change and progress. His appearance affects all the regions of phenomenal being. Abdu'l-Baha compares the coming of the great prophets into the world, their day, as it is called in the Old Testament, to the rising and setting of the sun. Just as the rising of the sun chases away darkness and floods the earth with light, so does the rising of the heavenly sun of the prophet above the horizon of humanity flood the world with light. As long as his teachings in their purity shine upon mankind, the world is illuminated. But as, through the lapse of time, they become forgotten, misunderstood and obscured, the night once more returns, until, at its darkest period, we may again expect the coming of the dawn, and once more the sun of truth arises in a special manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Abdu'l-Baha teaches that the object of the renewed revelation of truth is that we may attain the truer knowledge of God that the world is ever seeking, and acquire those virtues which enable us to live a life of complete harmony and brotherhood with the whole human race. Baha'u'llah wrote, quote, The religion of God was revealed from the heaven of the will of the king of eternity only for the furtherance of unity and harmony among the people of the world do not make of it the cause of contest and discord religion and the divine laws are the greatest cause and means of the appearance and effulgence of the glorious orb of unity as well as of the development of the whole world the training of nations the tranquility of the people and the peace of all countries End quote. when baha'u'llah was asked what was his particular mission to the world and the necessity of his appearance he replied that he had not come to teach the nations a new ethic for through their prophets and teachers they already knew the difference between right and wrong 
but that his mission was to unite all the faiths and peoples of the world into one Quote, these ruinous wars these fruitless strifes must cease and the most great peace shall come let not a man so glory in this that he loves his country but let him rather glory in this that he loves his kind End quote. if only a means could be found to break down the barriers of race of creed of prejudice what a boon it would be to the world baha'is declare that in this revelation all the expectations of various faiths are fulfilled and that the way is open to a great mutual recognition that we are indeed all children of the supreme and that the world is entering upon an inheritance that has been foretold by the prophets since the beginning of time a world consciousness is arising that will cause all the nations to think and to act like one man many will say christianity teaches the brotherhood of all mankind and love and compassion in the highest degree but are these great teachings being realized today a practical bond of union is needed between east and west some common meeting ground for the christian the mohammedan the buddhist etc which will create the sense of brotherhood and make of it a realized experience to sit at abdul baha's table in his simple home with christians mohammedans jews and those of other faiths all of them breathing forth the spirit of living brotherhood is a privilege not readily forgotten note it was my privilege to remain as a guest in the household of abdul baha from april twenty first nineteen o four until december twenty fourth nineteen o four during these eight months i received full and invaluable teachings from him e j r End note. to quote the words of abdul baha the manifestation of divinity and the dawning of the light of the invisible is for the education of souls so that the earthly may become godlike the darkened minds illumined and the uninstructed familiar with the mystery of the kingdom that the barbarian may give up his ferocity the cruel become forbearing and that pitiless savages may come to live in peace if these divine graces do not appear among men the bounty of the divine manifestation is fruitless and the splendor of the sun of truth without effect End quote. in the book of akdas 
and other works special social teachings were given by baha'u'llah to his people it is commanded by him that every follower no matter in what condition of life he may be born should practice some trade art or profession that he should engage in some employment or occupation beneficial to society as well as to himself begging or mendicity is strictly forbidden but it is directed that the community must provide work for all who need it it takes but little reflection to see what a revolution it would cause in present conditions if this command were followed and how many present-day difficulties would be solved by these simple regulations it is also commanded that the best education possible to be obtained shall be given to every child male and female for in the words of baha'u'llah all knowledge is of god therefore it is incumbent on you to know End quote. again he says quote, he who takes a child to educate be it his own son or the son of another it is as though he educated the son of god End quote. how entirely the condition of the east will be changed by this injunction as to universal education which will be one means for bringing into effect the bob's teaching of the perfect equality between men and women among the followers of baha'u'llah there is to be no separate priesthood or ministry regarded as a class apart from the general body of the believers for baha'u'llah teaches that most of the errors in former faiths have crept in through the teachings of the priests who were considered to possess secret authoritative knowledge not shared by the generality of people baha'is build houses of praise but all ceremonial rites and forms of worship have been abrogated save that of prayer which being the very heart and essence of spiritual religion has been made obligatory upon all believers nevertheless abdul baha has said that quote, every symbol is good that is uniting the heart to god End quote. it is forbidden that men and women should live the lives of hermits or in secluded brotherhoods as by so doing they are prevented from their social duties to the rest of humanity and from self-development marriage when possible is enjoined upon all as being the highest estate for man in contradistinction to other faiths which have taught that the celibate state was the highest 
war or strife of any kind is absolutely prohibited this is insisted upon again and again and repeated in varying forms as being the very foundation of brotherhood abdul baha says quote, one of the most severe of the world's diseases is that of contention and strife the fire of which is burning among all nations this cannot be removed except through the word of god this intense fire can only be quenched by heavenly water non-resistance to violence is enjoined upon all baha'is but they must regard it as a duty to protect the weak and helpless in the words of baha'u'llah if ye be slain for god's good pleasure verily it is better for you than that ye should slay End quote. it is directed that all minor regulations of the faith the administration of charitable funds the provision of education for orphan children and such matters are to be in the hands of elected bodies or councils called houses of justice which are to consist of not less than nine members men distinguished for their learning and upright life chosen by the general body of believers such teachings as these enlighten not only eastern countries but also the nations of the west truth is universal abdul baha says that truth cannot be partial just as it is impossible for the sun to illuminate one country and leave the neighboring one in darkness so it is impossible for the sun of truth to arise for some nations and not for all abdul baha further points out that owing to the developed means of communication it is now for the first time possible in the history of the world for the light of the prophet and of his teachings to appeal at once to the whole earth flashing as quote, lightning which appeareth from the east and shineth unto the west end quote, to use the prophetic words of the new testament abdul baha writes quote, love is the real magnet which attracts the hearts and souls of men therefore the purpose of the manifestations of god is to radiate the light of love from their hearts all the divine prophets taught this truth we who are servants of the threshold must exert our utmost power devote our lives and offer them up if necessary giving our time and all that we have to this cause until the light be spread all over the world the essential thing is love 
all else save love is merely empty words End quote. fuller particulars of the literature and work of this movement may be had from the honourable secretary of the bahai meetings ten cheniston gardens wright's lane high street kensington london end of section two